0: Welcome to the Finding Fire podcast.
1: But so my point is, is you have a passion, you have a desire, and you're doing something cool. Look, what does it take to get a guy like you to look at over that cliff and go, "Okay, I'm willing to jump. I'm ready." And do you know what that is? Because you're thinking you're of joy, I want to see a line in the sand. I want to say if this, this happens. I'm jumping.
0: Hey guys, what a great snippet to start this episode off. We got to sit down with Chris Swanson, mayor of Two Harbors, co-founder of Destination Duluth, CEO of Pure Driven, a digital marketing firm, and founder of Garage Starts, a business that supports entrepreneurs in their journey. And the thing that I take away from this episode that struck me the most was just how entrepreneurial Chris actually is and how he juggles all these different roles and tasks that he takes on during a day.
2: Yeah, that, that was a really good point. I thought another um, big point that was raised in this conversation was the importance of delegating in order to focus on the things that are important to make the businesses grow, but also the employees to grow themselves that, that work for him.
0: Yeah, so thank you guys for tuning in and enjoy the episode. We kind of mentioned before that you're very entrepreneurial, uh, a lot of businesses that it looks like you've started, and now you're the mayor of Two Harbors. So let's start with the entrepreneur side of you, and we'll go from there. So can you kind of tell us your, your story or when you realize entrepreneurship was for you?
1: Well, yeah. First of all, uh, thanks for having me on this podcast, Matt and Ryan. This is yeah. really cool. Yeah. Thank you for uh, having us. Yeah. This is awesome. We're- so. Love uh, love seeing people do things that are different, unique, and I love that you guys are are kind of uh, grabbing on to the entrepreneurial spirit and and have been for a while. And then you're saying, "Hey, you know, how can we get this out to others?" And I love that you're trying to inspire people. That's that's beautiful. So, um, but to to dive into your question, um, yeah, uh, I think I understood you say kind of the entrepreneurial uh, kind of maybe what my journey was or yeah you know, things things like that. Um, yeah, I was. You know, I started out kind of that typical, maybe, entrepreneur who, at a young age, uh, enjoyed business a lot. And I remember my brother, Steve, who was about five years older than me, uh, helping me and my younger brother, Joe, sell candy at school. Yeah. Um, and I remember, you know, learning about the fact that, you know, the cost of the candy was so much and we had to sell it for so much. And, and, and that kind of went on from there. And the funny story about that is, is uh, we ended up getting shut down by the lunch ladies. (laughs) And uh, so this
0: wasn't part of a program, or you this was just us selling. Yeah, and
1: we weren't selling just like you know a couple packs of gum. I mean, we had like boxes of candy, you know, Twizzlers and (laughs) everything else. Um, And so you know, anyways, we were doing really well. And then uh, one of the things that we didn't understand is that when you take like gum and you stick it on a lunch tray. And then that lunch tray goes through the hot water. Oh. It goes everywhere. Yeah. And it like, literally, if you've ever taken <laughs> hot water you got yeah. you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it just, yep. you know, so. Just
0: a mess. Yeah,
1: it was. And then true, you know, true, we, we joke about that now, my brothers, because we, we laughed, we got shut down. And then um, sometime later, the school decided to start their own, like, entrepreneurial program and started their own store, and they sold gum. <laughs> you know yeah, so yeah, we you know. we learn lessons of you know different things but the the bottom line is is that you know probably for a long time I enjoyed my brother and I would talk about wow there's a business and here's how they could do better in terms of customer experience and i remember having these discussions when i was like 13 or 14 years old
2: you know oh wow. here's something
1: they could do differently or man that signage doesn't look that quite right or or whatever it might be and um, that might be rooted a little bit into my dad was entrepreneurial. He had a lot of different entrepreneurial gigs going on at the mm-hmm. same time. Um, we did landscaping up and down the North Shore. Okay. We, uh, my dad had a, a lumber dryer, and there was a lot of craftsmen that worked with wood that would bring their lumber to him to get dried, um, and so just a lot of different things like that. And I, I think we learned a little bit from him, um, but he was never really formal uh, into business like, like I have been. Sure. Uh, but I think I just caught that entrepreneurial bug at an early, early age. So yeah. Awesome.
0: Now, did you go to school for business after high school or when did you start out your first actual business?
1: Yeah. So that's a great story. Um, (laughs) uh, no, I did not. To answer your question, did not go to school for business. Uh, uh, went to a two-year community college because I didn't know what the heck I wanted to do with my life. I went to Grand Rapids, Itasca Community College. Really enjoyed it up there. Met my wife, uh, uh, which was like awesome. Uh, she's amazing. Uh, but yeah, no, it was just I wanted to go to school and kind of figure it out. And I started leaning heavily towards uh, legal studies. In fact, I ended up at the University of Wisconsin Superior for legal studies. Um, and that's what I tell people but the truth is is I wanted to play soccer I'm a big soccer player yeah and so I I wanted to go to a school and 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 Superior had soccer so I was like okay I'll go there and legal studies is something I can do while I'm there Um, and then kind of just fell in love with uh, took a lot of business law classes and fell in love with that part of it Uh, and yeah so that kind of led to my starting to enjoy business again Um, and in that process, my parents had bought a house in Two Harbors. And they said, well, you and your wife, why don't you just, you're going to be at UW-Superior, why don't you guys move into that house? And we're like, oh, cool, that works out really well. It's half an hour trip, it's it's easy. Um, and, and I started finding out from people in the community that there was a huge need for computer repair. And the businesses here didn't know how to get stuff fixed when it came to computers. And so my brother and I started a little computer uh, repair business actually called the computer shop and it was right downtown two harbors and that was kind of probably my first bigger uh, uh, you know enterprise that I gotten involved in sure um, mm-hmm. And I was pretty young then I was twenty, twenty-one uh, 21 years old then so yeah okay yeah well
0: most people are still figuring it out oh yeah <laughs> doing college things yeah and you're starting a business yeah
1: which ironically, I never finished at UW Superior. Okay, I was uh, I'm three credits short of graduating. Um, Good enough. Got excited about you know computer business and everything that went along with that, and yeah. mm-hmm. got bored with school and decided not to finish. I don't know if I decided or just decided. I just didn't want to finish, take one more quarter or semester. I think it was I can't remember if it was quarters or semesters, but it was right. Yeah, it, yeah. it was the decision. I was like, yeah, I like business more, and yeah. So I don't know if I should admit that on a podcast, but uh, yeah, no, it's super interesting.
2: Yeah. Like we've there's two two different sides of that. I think like <clears throat> did you get any kickback or like what, you're not finishing? You have like, three credits left, or you know you didn't follow yeah. the path necessarily of kind of what you know we've talked the prescription of life. Yes, yeah, yeah, right.
1: It's interesting. I mean, I think you guys have heard there's a lot of entrepreneurs that you know necessarily don't necessarily have you know, their college education, but they're still fairly successful. Mm -hmm. Um, I think kind of for me, honestly, it was just, you know, I was pretty stubborn at the time, and and I maybe still am, I don't know, but um, maybe stubborn-headed is a better way to say that, but the the idea that I could go and do something in a business and kind of do it myself, uh, appealed to me maybe a lot more than all the time spent in school, so. Um, that was probably why I was like, oh, I can go do this thing. And, and probably rooted in that was that idea, I'll get back to it at some point, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. complete that. But that's, that has never happened, so, no.
0: Cool.
1: So you've been, so when you opened that computer shop, you're in, in Two Harbors? In Two Harbors, yep, had the computer shop, and you've been it was a retail store, and we were fixing computers, manufacturing computers, uh, networking, all those things that you did
2: back then. Cool. Yeah, kind of similar to us with Duluth, like, two harbors, you just have that like that love for the sea that you want to see it thrive. Like, for me, I had every opportunity to, like, get out of Duluth and go to Minneapolis. I saw myself, and I've told you this a million times, of, yeah, I'm going to work at an ad agency, downtown Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and I'll do the, do the, uh, that kind of lifestyle or whatever. Sure. And now I'm, you know, living in Duluth, and half the time I'm going back to the upper peninsula, of Michigan, which, there you go, I was going to do it, but, right. um, <laughs> can you talk a little bit about that, just, yeah. like, the, the love for your community, and just, like, the I guess that inner feeling that maybe a lot of people don't have that connection with where they're from and want to get back to. Yeah, I you
1: know, I was born here in Two Harbors, um, and that's because of the hospital. The hospital in Lake County is, is here, um, and so it's probably there's that tie there of you know this is kind of to some extent home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a deep passion for this this community and for the North Shore and, and Duluth included, um, and it's probably because it's what I know. But I've traveled all over the country and I know I come back here and I can tell you this is an absolutely amazing place. I know you guys know that, Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it is. It's an amazing place and... Other than our extended winter, that seems to go for like an exceptional <laughs> <Not laughs> <a> long time. <laughs> but that's what Florida's for, right? Yep, uh, yeah. uh, but no, I, I joke with people all the time about our, our little bit of our extra winter that we have. It just seems to hang on a little, little longer than it should. <laughs> but you, never, you never <laughs> know fun. when you're going to get this
0: 50 inches here. of snow in yeah. April. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean,
1: exactly. Yeah. 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 But you just talk about you know the energy from the lake and the hardworking nature of the people. Um, and just and again, the beauty of the area is, is you know unbelievable. So um, I, I think I, we're in a pretty good spot here.
0: Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I I love Duluth and the North Shore, and um, I've never even considered like really moving away. Um, yeah, yeah. Which brings me to one of your businesses that mm-hmm. you helped start. Um, Destination Duluth yeah
1: correct? well it's really a nonprofit sure um, okay. but it yeah it is uh, yeah we uh, that's a fun story um, I still remember where I was sitting when the idea was uh, birth that we I was over in the corner booth at the vanilla bean with a couple of guys and and um, it actually originally was gonna be on the North Shore at that time one thing we knew about Facebook is we could cross post and get a ton of, uh, of basically uh, impressions and, and engagement. Sure. Um, and so what we were gonna do is own multiple Facebook pages up and down the shore, kind of take on a community by community wow. basis, and thought, wow, this is a great way to do it. But then we were like, well, let's start with Duluth. And the reason we wanted to start with Duluth was, uh, even though it was kind of a second and afterthought, was two other gentlemen that I had been talking with were really interested in trying to see Duluth get promoted sure and the 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 vision and and really our mission um, was to get uh, people to recognize what a cool place Duluth was in a positive way and that came from when we worked on the Google fiber project which some of your listeners may remember yeah peer driven um we worked with mayor Don Ness at the time and we basically ran all the communication and the digital marketing and getting people excited and fired up and coordinated a lot of the videos that were done and all that stuff. Well, in that process, guys, what we heard from people was, "Hey, Duluth is really cold, like physically cold. It's cold in terms of the people. You got, you know, you know, you don't get connected there, um, and that there's really a lack of jobs." And we said, "Well, that's none of that's really true." Yeah. Right? Um, Duluth, in terms of cold weather, um, if you pay attention to what goes on in the cities, often their weather is actually colder than ours. Yep. Um, <laughs> and it's because of the lake, of course. You know, granted, you can argue whether you're down by the lake or, or yeah. up, you know, on the hill. It's a little different, great. isn't it? Yeah. But, um, but the other thing we said, no, you get, you know, this isn't a cool town. You just got to get to know people, and there's mm-hmm. connections to do that. And if you do, it's great. And people really connect here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the job thing was a total misnomer. But what, what we wanted to do, again, entrepreneurially, we wanted people to come to Duluth and start creating uh, jobs through entrepreneurship. right. And so anyways, we jumped in and I still remember when we first launched, we had a big kickoff party and the only thing we really had was a Facebook page. And the first night we invited some friends and it was 500 and that's like, oh, that's cool. And the next day it was a thousand and the next day it was 1500 and the next day it was 2000 and it started growing by the thousands. And we were like this, you know, we've taken this awesome brand but Duluth, unfortunately at the time, really let the brand happen to them. They didn't define it and say, this sure. is who we are. Um, and so all we did is had to grab them onto that and say, let's just do some cool images of the area. Which, by the way, is the other success of this. Is that all these photographers that have done just yeah. absolute beautiful work. Right. And a lot of them have been discovered through Destination Duluth. You yeah, know, yeah. and they now have full careers in photography. Yeah. So yeah. that's really, isn't that kind of fun? You really know, people cool. out there doing all this photography yeah. and... Now you go and, and it's just fun because Destination Duluth, if you look at like Visit Florida's pages and different places, Destination Duluth has more engagement than any of those pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Facebook gives us the ability to actually check that and look at it, right? So we can see what's happening. And you know, you'll, we'll make a post and organically we'll have, you know, 1500 people like the post. Well that breaks a lot of Facebook's algorithms and rules And so we are happy about that um, and we're blessed by that, but we're like, how does that happen? Because as experts with Facebook, you don't see that typically organically. Sure. um, And so it's just, I think it's the power of the brand and you know at times people share things and I think Facebook is kind of like, ah, you guys are doing something there that's different and I think they're kind of opening that algorithm up for us. Um, Do you have
2: a team behind that that's kind of monitoring that? Um,
1: Just, uh, yeah, it's a team, it's uh, three, Three people on a board. The original founders are on the board, and then we yeah. have one guy that manages and does all the Facebook posts, and he manages all the sponsorships as well. Sure, mm-hmm. um, that's how Destination Duluth. In the last year, we came to this idea that what we really need to do is just start sponsoring entrepreneurial businesses that are from the area, um, and basically, there's they pay a fee for that, kind of like a, a Minnesota Public Radio or whatever, mm-hmm. and then from there, you know, they get on this you know big platform and. Their message gets out to to millions of people. So,
2: yeah, it's a super cool story. I think it goes back to just what we were talking about a few minutes ago. It's about two harbors and just the love you have for that city and the culture that you built. Mm-hmm. Like that culture of Destination Duluth, I think has been set. Like people know that I take this photo, I want to go to Destination Duluth, or I on the tank. Yeah. Destination Duluth, right? Because, you know, all your following is. 45,000 now or something? Yeah. Well, on, on the Facebook
1: page, it's one hundred. 162,000. On Instagram, yeah. it's close to, 45,000. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally, wow. let, could be off by a few thousand, but uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a lot of people, and yeah, um, millions and millions of impression. I mean, it's through the roof, the numbers, cool. and the engagements, so mm-hmm. yeah. What do you
0: think the hardest part of being an entrepreneur has been for you thus far?
1: So I had nobody as a mentor or a coach that I could talk to, and when I say nobody, I mean nobody. Um, it was all learning, school, hard knocks. Sure, and that was that was hard. You know, uh, entrepreneurship can be extremely lonely, um, and what I mean by that—not lonely in terms of you know I'm married and I have great relationships with friends mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's lonely in that you don't have the ability to talk about the fact that you owe twenty thousand dollars. and You got to pay it tomorrow for payroll, and you don't have it. Um, you know, I've been in those mm-hmm. situations. It's lonely because you know you have customers that are frustrated, and you're trying to do great things for people and help people out. And sometimes you know personalities are clashing and all those things. It gets to be overwhelming at times. You know, mm-hmm. um, there's just so much to understand. You kind of have to be a master of all, sure, or you have yeah. to try to yeah. like find the people that are masters and how do you know who's a master if you're not a master and yeah. on and on and so there's all these challenges It you get stuck you feel like you're stuck a lot because mm-hmm. you want to accomplish these great things and most entrepreneurs I know they want to accomplish great things overnight and you got to be more patient so it's all those things the scariness of it yeah you know when you're throwing hundreds of thousands of dollars at something yeah. you know and knowing that if you can't make those payments that you're going to you know, lose your house. I mean, yep. these, are, these are real, you know, scary parts about, you know, being an entrepreneur. So if I could have had somebody that could have guided me on that, um, I would have loved that. You sure. know, and it's, it's part of why I'm doing some of the things I'm doing now, because I really believe that guiding is, needing that help, that expert help is important, so. Okay, yep.
0: and when you say that you're, you're doing some of those things now, mm-hmm. can uh, you give us an example?
1: Yeah, so <laughs> it ties into being a mayor. Perfect. But it also ties into um, so the, it's kind of a. I'll give you the backstory, and that is when I was working um, when I was running for mayor, I I wanted to listen to the community and really understand what the concerns were, and I heard three things, and one is help us get our community fixed up. and starting to it's broken, right? Help our city hall be more easy to work with. You know more friendly more customer friendly
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and the third thing I heard is you know we want a vibrant community so can you help create jobs and some people say hey Chris you've done all this good work but I say well the community wanted those things and they just saw me as a guy that might be able to help get that done mm-hmm. um, so I ended up getting elected and I spent a lot of time on the first two and, and got made a great headway in that those areas but then I was like wow we still haven't accomplished this third thing which is really helping figure out jobs so I sat down with four other entrepreneurs. And in sitting down, we realized that the real issue people have in starting entrepreneurship and, and creating jobs is it's scary, it's lonely, it's, it's <laughs> overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so we said, why don't we create something that gives people an opportunity to be guided, by expert guides? And so we created Garage Starts. Um, and Garage Starts, is, if you go to the website, you'll see uh, we strengthen, support, and empower entrepreneurs. And that's not just a tagline um, we believe that uh, entrepreneurs are helping solve mankind's problems they help solve people's problems mm-hmm. and so we want to strengthen them and support them and so it also ties into my background of not having those people to come along yeah right you know? and and so it's something I'm passionate about but I also believe it's critically important if we're gonna create culture which as a mayor that's what I want to do is create culture around entrepreneurship Communities don't thrive if there's people not creating jobs. And that doesn't matter if it's yeah. restaurants or high growth businesses, you know, think about a city and, and mention what you love about that city. And I guarantee you almost everything you're gonna mention is, is a business model of some kind or an organizational model. Yeah. You yep. know, that's think so what right restaurants right. you eat at or i like to go to a twins game. Well, that's just a business, right? That's yeah. yeah, all these things. <clears throat> and so I, I tell people it's really important we celebrate that. Yeah. And so I'm on that mission as a mayor to really not just here in Two Harbors, but on the North Shore and Duluth, and even beyond, help celebrate entrepreneurs, and that you know that's why I love what you guys are doing because I think that's you know that whole uh, vision you have.
2: Yeah, for yeah. sure. So how do you how do you balance all that? Mayor of a city, mm-hmm. you have successful businesses plus destination Duluth. Right. Like for those listening that maybe they're just thinking about going into entrepreneurship. Yeah. And a family, you have a family too. Like, mm-hmm. how, do you, how do you balance all that? How yeah. do you keep the growth going and employees engaged? And
1: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. so I'm involved, actively involved in probably seven businesses every day. Um, mayor, family, we have five children. Okay. Um, and how do we do that? Well, I am a firm believer in hiring great people. <laughs> all right, For sure. And I hire great people. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, they do a lot of the, uh, they take care of very specific things, um, which allows me to focus on, on the things that I'm good at, you know, um, vision and, and being able to talk to people and passion of, of different businesses. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, I mean, we have people that are, are growing every day. And I think what I'm learning right now more than ever in my career or my, um, you know, I guess, journey in entrepreneurialism is it's really about helping people uh, grow. And it's really giving them that uh, freedom to say, I want you to succeed mm-hmm. and, and try to make that happen. Give them, give them the tools to make that happen. So yeah, great people is really the secret
2: of any business. So, yeah, I love that. We've heard just through our past conversations too with, with some people how hard it is just to give that up. Mm-hmm. Like you built this thing from scratch and like, God, do I want to give this? part of my baby oh hey i guess right like, have you run with it and i think it's for some it might be a challenge i think overcome but like you said if you look at the end goal yeah. and vision of how am i going to help the community how am i going to help you personally grow mm-hmm. to where you want to go i think this is a good mindset to keep in
1: yeah it that is um yeah it, wow uh, <laughs> there's a lot that goes through my head so i get sometimes i get kind of spinning and it's hard <laughs> for me to communicate everything but it's really important that um that everybody understands, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, letting go is really critically important. <clears throat> so you have to understand that and get comfortable with that. Now, some people get into business and they say, no, nope, I'm okay with not letting go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's a lifestyle business and sometimes that's a mom-and-pop type mm-hmm. business. Um, I love working with the people that are growth-minded and right. say, okay, what does letting go look like? And so usually that starts with things like Entrepreneurs I find typically are like, I can't stand doing books. Like, hey, please take the bookkeeping away from me. You know? <laughs> and that we find these common trends, yeah. right? <laughs> and, and so that um, being willing to let go, but what again, how easy is it to let go uh, if you know that you have somebody you can trust that's an expert guide? A lot easier, right? A lot easier to take that plunge or, or jump off the proverbial, the entrepreneurial leap, they say. You know, I, I envision a cliff. I don't, that's maybe a negative connotation. I don't know. Um, but how much easier is that if you've got people who are experts that can help guide yeah. you versus if you're just doing that alone? But to your point, Ryan, it's really important in the entrepreneurial world to be willing to let go. Mm-hmm. So
0: That reminds me. Me and Ryan took a, a course before we started this whole venture. And one of the big things that they had on there was a, a sheet that had a your to-do list. It had a column for needle movers, what's gonna make your day worthwhile, what's gonna push the needle, what's gonna make you grow the most. A delegation column, what can you give off to others so you can spend more time in column A, and then a not to-do list. Hey, what are you not good at? What do you have to get rid of to you know, a bookkeeper, for instance, you don't like the books, find somebody to do the books. Right. So,
1: yeah, I think what you're speaking to is I call it elevate and delegate, um, which is, you know, get it, get it higher, get delegation going, but then also understanding you as a person. uh, If you're doing something that's going to take energy away from you, you're naturally going to be resistant to actually getting that done. But as we know, doing the books is really critically important because, you know, books give you history of what's happened books are important for tax purposes as you go forward with your tax <laughs> yeah. structures. Yeah. And books are really important for banking if you're trying to seek any sort of equity, debt, finance, anything else. So really important that you have that. But again, if it's energy draining, you're not gonna wanna do that. And so I think your point is, is look at the things that, what is better that somebody else does? Yeah. Um, and what can I do you know, in my day that's high priority, that's critically important? Time management, I mean, it's a really
2: important part of an entrepreneurial life if you're going to be successful at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing I've just learned not through the entrepreneurial life, but just like, even the 9 to 5 for those that are listening is you get 10 tasks on you. If you just dabble at each single one, you're not going to get anything done. If you focus on one, and don't look at your emails as they're flying in for like 20 minutes. Focus on this one thing at hand, get it done and go to the next one. Otherwise, you're looking at the emails. You go from this task, that to that, and then at the end of the day, you're like, I made... That much progress on each of those little tasks tomorrow No, that's the same a, thing okay.
1: yeah, and there's a uh, Richard Allen, I believe getting things done. Um, he talks a lot about mine like water and a lot of these things in this life we're in now it's a little different I, I think back to like what it must have been like in, in years ago being an entrepreneur where you had to go find like a pay phone if you wanted to like make a phone call or you know. Fax machines were a big deal. I shouldn't yeah. knock fax machines though, because I, I know people that still use fax machines. Yeah. And so they yeah. really still have an important purpose, <laughs> but um, the, I, I don't know who has that, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've heard exactly. of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, I think back to that, and I think the technology we have today is like, we're just getting inundated with information all yeah. the time. Um, you know, Text messages going off, you know, emails dinging, and it's mm-hmm. important that you learn how to get your time focused. I think entrepreneurs. I don't want to generalize, but I think we are a little more, you know, scatterbrained, um, mm-hmm. a little more, you know, what, what's the next thing? Look, squirrel, you know. And yeah. so, again, I don't want to. I don't want to generalize. That's just been my experience in working with hundreds of entrepreneurs. Is just kind of who we are. And so that, and dis, important of discipline, right? Importance mm-hmm. of discipline to really focus in and be able to not look at your email all day long or, or whatever and get things done. Yeah. But I, I would still say it's really important that as you look at those things that are taking energy away, you know, try to get those handed off to somebody else. Yeah. So one of the things you, you
0: just said just a little bit ago is that you're the mayor and you dabble in seven different businesses a day. Mm-hmm. If I were to ask you what is your superpower or your super skill that you have, what do you think that would be that makes you so successful?
1: Uh, relationships yeah um, <laughs> I, I just know a lot of people sure you know? yeah. and so I can connect with people and find answers and and uh, a lot of experts out there that are willing to help
0: okay yep. and for somebody that is maybe listening and they're like gosh you know I maybe don't create relationships the easiest do you have a, a process about how you go about it in building these partnerships with people or businesses or what would be a tip if you're like, you know what, go out and form relationships. Here's how you're going to do it.
1: Yeah. the the I think the secret is just really caring about the person that you're, you're talking to, you know, and um, we have some tools available to us now that we never had before. I mean, LinkedIn and, and these different things that you can mm-hmm. connect with people on and uh, Facebook and so on, all the social media tools. But I, I think really it's, it's about, Kind of understanding that person a little better getting to know them um, and if you're not i think your question matt was really are you if you're not strong maybe in that area or maybe you don't have those connections what would you do and and my answer is get really comfortable with it you yeah, know yeah. Uh, i think back to when i first started making phone calls oh, i was so nervous i'd shake like a leaf i mean i was actually a very shy um uh, person growing up like kid like really shy yeah nope. and so I don't believe it. yeah <laughs> so um so now it's like you know so the i'd make phone calls and i'd shake and i stammer and i you know your heart feels like it's hitting yeah. the wall across the room and um but i just kept doing it and now i i have a an admin and she just laughs she's like man you just called me, like you're calling people all the time i'm like yeah that's what i do because it's so easy you know right. and, yeah. and uh I find it fast, and, I, and everybody has their personal preference. Some people might like email, some people, I like voice, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, yep. And so Zoom is fine for me too, it's to get to see the person, but mm-hmm. I really like hearing their voice and kind of understanding what's going on. And, yeah. yeah. Um, and just bring encouragement to people and, and try to understand who they are, you know? Mm-hmm. Now, like for example, your name is Matthew, I'm guessing, your God-given name. You got it, yeah. So Matthew, I know what that name means. And this is one of the things I do a lot with people is I'll say, oh, I know what Matthew means, that means gift from God. It's true. You know? And <laughs> Did she did she like that how yeah. I did that? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so. actually what it means. Now how do I know that? Well that's my middle name. Um, but what did I just do there? I just found a connection. Yep. So that's how it works. Ryan, I don't know what Ryan means. Sure. I apologize. That's right. <laughs> well, I'll look it up after yeah, like, this <laughs> again. No, I
0: I think this is such a cool part of the conversation that we're having. Like mm-hmm. one of the big things that we've always stressed when we talk to other people is you know, I think my super skill would be finding commonality with other people sure. and being mm-hmm. observant and listening and just really being able to create that connection with somebody. So yeah, yeah, spot on. Right. And yeah. getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. The more you pick up that phone or the more you put yourself mm-hmm. out to, you know, networking groups, business groups, you know, whatever group that you're trying to be a part of, you know, push yourself to be a, involved and get past that fear because it only gets easier
2: you yep. know yeah and that's that's the core i think just the whole conversation of being successful is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable yeah. building relationships up i remember when we had our nine to five headset on and we were calling people from the east coast and the west coast on a daily basis we had to adapt to a financial advisor in new york city and we're calling somebody in la it's like right. what do you want Hey Ryan, how's it going? Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Let me yeah. 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 I know
1: exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I've worked both East Coast and West Coast on the same day and it is like so it's different. So and then true. you get then you go down south and you have Florida, it's different, and you know, Northerners and Midwesterners yeah. are just hardworking, just you know, it's it's so interesting. Yeah. They still want the relationship, but right. East Coast is like, just hit me with it, you know? Yeah. And and yeah, the West Coast <laughs> is like <laughs> yeah I was just out surfing man you know and you're like okay. <laughs> "Yeah, drive home like, who am I right, right now? yeah wow. so but no it's it's finding that connection and 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 being connected to people um, you know it is other people that are gonna help you in business mm-hmm. and so and then and then it gets easier as you go I can't stress enough it it's hard it's like if you guys have been on sports teams and you understand it takes practice to get better mm-hmm. yep. business takes practice so don't give up. Keep working at it and working at it and wanting to learn and be adaptive. Yeah. And you want to have a growth mindset. Because um, mm-hmm. there, there's going to be along the way challenges and things that are going to hurt, but if you learn from that and move forward, uh, you will end up in a place where you're starting. You're in the starting, on the soccer team, the starting 11, that was always my big thing. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a great piece of advice. Mm-hmm. So what's next? What's next for Chris? Well, I'm really excited about Garage Starts. Um, We're working heavily. Peer Driven uh, is our digital marketing company that I started a long time ago. Um, I think we're in our 11th year now. Um, And and I'm pumped about that, but I just love helping entrepreneurs. And again, that comes from that experience of not getting help Mm -hmm. and thinking, man, I could have learned from somebody and that would have been so beneficial. Uh, So I'm loving what's going on at Garage Starts, all these different entrepreneurs we're helping. But in in Peer Driven is is now kind of retooling itself. And so that's fun too, because I get to come back in kind of from an entrepreneurial standpoint and say, what are we gonna do here? What's the vision? Mm -hmm. You know, and and vision can change a little bit in business. You know, I always Mm -hmm. tell people like your greater good, your purpose, your passion, your why might not change. Like there might be that, but your vision of where you're going might change. And I think after 2020, I think a lot of businesses might have changed their vision slightly. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of um, what I'm excited about right now, those two things. Uh, I'm, I'll say I'm also really excited about my daughter. Uh, we have, uh, well, we have five children and our two oldest are entrepreneurs. And so my oldest, Callie, is starting a candy company. I've actually, she already started it. If you go to Cali Sweets, Dot cool. com. Okay. She's, that's really fun. Okay, And then she's opening a big, it's an amazing facility here in, in Two Harbors. And the purpose of that, of course, is people that come and visit as well as locals mm-hmm. uh, can, can experience something fun under a roof. And then my second oldest daughter has created a very successful company called Loose Fish House. And Loose Fish House is smoked fish and cheese and ice cream. Ooh. And that's taken off here in Two Harbors. And uh, it was a it was already kind of a, a strong brand, but it shut down for four years. And then she came in and said, Let's reopen it and get it fired back up again. And she did that. And cool. what's probably fun about that business is I have all kinds of friends that come up the North Shore and they're yeah. skiing at Lutzen or yep. they're going yeah. up to Grand Marais and they stop. And I inevitably get a call or a text or an email going, Wow, your daughter was 16 when she started this? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're like, That's like the best smoke fish we've ever had, you know? That's and cool. Yeah. So that's really, you know, you. As a parent, you get proud of your of your children. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. What
0: time are they open, until?
1: Uh, today? What's today? Today's Tuesday. Tuesday. Is, yeah. uh, five o'clock. All right, yeah. we're gonna miss it. Yeah, <laughs> we're coming back. I know somebody that might be able to get you something. Though, so <laughs> cool. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, um, this has been great. We appreciate mm-hmm. you know everything that you've shared. I guess the one last question that I would have is Garage Starts. Um, You've mentioned it a few times, um, kind of described a little bit about what it does. Who is it for? Is it primarily for people located in the Two Harbors area, or is it expanding? Where are you at with this?
1: Yeah, that's an awesome question, uh, Matt. Um, So Garage Start started out, we wanted to really be strong in the Two Harbors and North Shore area and, and really help the entrepreneurs here. And then, you know, again, 2020 happened, and all of a sudden we're in the situation now where everything has changed, and, and everything is a level playing field. As you guys know, mm-hmm. you can be, you know, in the, you know, downtown New York City, and you're on the same playing field as somebody in Two Harbors. Yeah. Um, and so all of a sudden, people started asking for our services elsewhere in, the, elsewhere in the country. And so we've already started to kind of expand beyond Two Harbors, uh, because we can do that remotely. Um, but that being said, I mean, what we did is we created what we call the proven process. And it's a structured system where we sit down with you and, and go through and there's accountability, um, there is a structuring, there's foundation building to the business. And typically, who we're looking for is people who are really growth mindset that are either pre-startup, so they're just they just have the idea and they need to kind of get through that zero revenue point, mm-hmm. up to $3 million is typically our target. From there we're really moving them out of garage starts and saying hey you know you're ready to fly and do something even bigger uh, but we've had just really fun in the last year and a half we've had a really fun time doing this and it's had a lot of success in really helping some businesses um, and and we actually it's helped a lot of businesses who are maybe they have some problems some struggles in their business mm-hmm. um, and they come in and that's really fun when you can show them how to create revenue or yeah you know yeah. get their debt restructured in a way where they can actually you know, work with it and yep. pay it, and mm-hmm. they start gaining cash into their bank account. Cool. Versus, uh, you know, negatively trying to figure out how to pay a bill every month. So you just, you know, that gives people hope. And so, yeah, Garage Starts—that's what we're doing. And the name, of course, starts. Garage Starts really comes off the play of how many businesses have started in the garage, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and the I'll, I'll finish with this. The irony of that is, here we are in Two Harbors. We're in this building right now, and you guys have so graciously come here to do this podcast. Um, this building used to be the garage. Uh, that was the name of it. And if you go outside and look the the historic photos that are out there, this was a car dealership and they maintain mm-hmm. cars here in this building. Cool. It's um, a cool building.
2: Like, yeah. Just driving past on the wind, like, that, that's not the place. Yeah. And we walked in and I was like, this is so cool. Yeah.
1: So Garage Starts actually started in a garage too, um, which is it's kind of yeah. fun.
2: Well, yeah. that's awesome. New. Yeah. In your process, do other entrepreneurs work with other entrepreneurs or do they primarily just work with your team? I don't know if you have like, like in the room where we're now do different entrepreneurs come together and have like a collaboration or a workshop together saying, here's my problem, how would you guys go about this? Or yeah, the model's a
1: little different than that. Although all the people that we have helping are all entrepreneurial people because yep. um, we want that experience. Sure. Um, but no, it's really more one-on-one um, with the business leaders in that company. And sometimes that's just the entrepreneur, sometimes it's a few people. It. Um, but it is just a set process that we walk through. And, and it's a process that I used at peer Driven that really created the success we had. Um, we tweaked it a little bit and kind of went from there, so, okay. but yeah, it's really, it's pretty straightforward, um, pretty easy, pretty simple, so,
2: yeah. Someone's interested in getting a hold of you, like I guess, for Grouch Starts or, I guess, to learn more about Two Harbors or Peer Driven, is there one contact for you? Or yeah, peer-driven?
1: no, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty available. I, you know, when I ran for mayor, they said, Well, oh, you know, you shouldn't have your cell phone out there, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, not a big deal. Um, so if they want to get a hold of me, garagestarts.com, peerdriven.com, um, they can go to the City of Two Harbors website. It doesn't matter. You'll find all my contact information and how to get a hold of me. Um, but yeah, that's it's a great way to connect, so.
2: Cool.
0: Awesome. Yep. Well, thank you very much again. We really appreciate
1: yeah. it. Guys, thank you so much. I this,
2: These discussions are awesome and just love what you're doing with the podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Hey, everyone. That's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'd really appreciate it if you left us a review. And don't forget to follow us at Finding Fire Podcast.